0: And welcome to episode 279 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with...
1: how are you doing? I'm good David, back again, how are you doing? Third week in a row yeah, yeah, it yeah. was yeah. going to be yeah. Bex
0: this week but she's got slammed with work which is great news but uh, you know that she's good. Yeah. she's got slammed with work because everybody wants everything done before Christmas so um, uh, she's she's, she's yeah. got lots of recording and bits and pieces to do at the moment otherwise she will be back on in the new year just completely snowed under right now and with all her streams and everything. Uh, so yes Macht
1: is back again, what have you been up to? Not too many new things from, from last week, kind of continuing with some of the same things. did watch the Euphoria special. It's basically an episode with Zendaya's character and uh, Carmen Domingo's character. Some of you will recognize him from uh, Fear the Walking Dead as well. Oh, yeah. Where he plays Strand. Uh, it's essentially an episode where they're both sitting in this cafe and she's talking about her sobriety. That's, that's one of the big things of yeah. the whole show anyway, is her trying to sort of get sober and him talking a bit about his experience and advice and that sort of thing. It was very much a self-contained episode but a very, very interesting one nonetheless. There's only about, I think, four characters in the whole episode. They still did a really, really good job with it. I was still engaged with the conversation. Some of the dialogue delivery between the two of them was incredible because sometimes we forget actors do actually have to remember these things that that they say. And when they're, I think there's two different scenes where Coleman's character is giving this really, really long speech and just completely nails both of them. And just they're both do an incredible job in the whole episode anyway. And then there's a couple of like quiet moments in the episode as well um, it is actually like 55 minutes long so uh, wow. it, it is a fairly long episode but the episode went by fairly quickly for me it was an engaging conversation it still ties into the main thing that's going on with the character and her life and relationships and choices and sobriety and all that sort of thing mm. so and uh, I think there's supposed to be another special there is at some the point I did read. Yeah. second
0: special is coming on the 25th of January next year it'll oh, be 9pm on Sky Atlantic so yeah it's not far away that will be the second special and then there will be another season after that obviously sure. but uh, yeah. yeah 25th uh, of january
1: for that yeah looking forward to more of what they're doing there. i thought the first season of the show was really really good really impactful uh watching the second episode of raised by wolves i was going to watch the third one last night and then i just didn't get around to it still really really good they expand on a lot of things in the second episode uh introduce some characters which is very interesting get more into the backstory and just just really solid really good sci-fi really great follow-up from the first episode and uh you can continue to see a bit more of the um i guess powers yeah. from uh, from the main mother character which is just incredible when when that happens it's a little bit like uh some of those scenes are a little bit terminator-esque which is quite fun yes um it, especially that one in the pilot that, that you know that i'm i'm talking about as yeah. well yeah uh, and then there's the ones where she sort of just fly across yeah the place where she is and uh, use her powers and stuff so re- really really impressed by that and i'm looking forward to watching the rest of it it's just that thing for me like a show about should I watch one today should I watch two today should I watch one every other day and I can't quite uh make up my mind sometimes but uh they're all there available for me whenever I want to watch them um, yeah but, which
0: uh, I, I took advantage of and have actually finished it uh so oh cool nice. um, yeah really really enjoyed that series it's such a solid hard sci-fi if you like things like oh. The Expanse and that sort of stuff this is definitely something for you it's exactly what you expect from Ridley Scott it's got a backbone of something else going on underneath a about sort of the human condition and um, religion and you know what it is to be human i mean the entire thing is sort of based around that idea and uh, you know as we've said before all good sci-fi has to be a sort of allegory for something else and this does that incredibly well i would i'm not going to give anything away about what happens because you know it is all on uh, sky and their tv if you want to go and watch it but um, it's well well worth watching and there is another season of that coming as well and Mm -hmm. uh, it, it does end in a very interesting place
1: as well so definitely yeah. worth picking yeah. up and if somebody else wants to pick up the other HBO Max shows that would be really nice as well so well yes <laughs> yeah. that would be good yeah just a couple of other things as well played a little bit more uh, Super Mario did play some more Crash 4 there's these little flashback tapes that you can get in Crash 4 uh, basically what you got to do is you go through some of the uh, the level. there's not flashback tapes in every level but there's uh, you collect them basically in some of the levels uh, you've got to get to it without dying which is a challenge in of itself <laughs> mm-hmm. and then yeah you go and get those you collect those and it gives you these little well bash back levels that are really really challenging so that's been really fun i uh, done a couple of those uh, i've got two of them yeah. available i've done one of them i need to uh, work out how to do the other one i played a little bit more mario sunshine still been really good then played some more call of duty the new game's not getting very good reviews uh, i'm talking right. about the modern warfare game but the the new game black ops cold war which i haven't got yet a lot of my friends haven't jumped over to that one yet i've seen a lot of complaints apparently i haven't haven't seen this myself but i have seen that there's a big thread on reddit about just like lists of complaints about this game there's some people that don't really like what's going on there and then uh, yeah i've been streaming some of my uh pez season as well which is uh, which is a bit of a challenge that's kind of some of the other stuff that i've been up to i know that we're going to talk about some other shows and games that are on your side um, yeah
0: i mean for me the big game obviously this week has been cyberpunk 2077 because that mm-hmm. was released now i got it on pc so i've been a lot luckier than some people because i know there have been glitches And issues, particularly on the previous gen consoles, the PS4 and the Xbox One. The PC version generally is running pretty well. There have been a couple of little glitches. I have had it crash out on me once, and there was one point where I was sat having a conversation and the subtitles were coming up, but the voiceover disappeared. Um, So there's been a couple of little glitches, nothing particularly game breaking, but there have been a couple of little glitches. But you kind of expect that with a new game anyway so I'm relatively forgiving certainly nothing to the level of the, the things like I've seen some videos of the PS4 where it's literally just not coping with the graphics and just crashed out entirely so it's not been great they have actually issued an apology for that because they're not happy with how it's been released and they are sort of offering refunds if you want to refund it they are also saying that they've got patches coming fairly soon to uh, patch that stuff out but overall the game itself I'm really really rather enjoying. I've played about 24 hours, not in one setting, I hasten to add, but I I have played about 24 hours worth of the game so far. I've gone through Act 1. I'm just at the start of Act 2. I mean, if that's any indication, there's at least 60 hours worth of gameplay. And it's one of those things where you're running around, you get very much distracted by all the little side quests, and they're all quite good fun. I don't think it's necessarily as good as The Witcher for me, which is obviously the Sort of direct comparison you'd probably make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I prefer the sort of. Third person thing of The Witcher to the twitchy first person shooter Mm. aspect of Cyberpunk, but I'm still enjoying it. I like the world. I think there was a bit more humor possibly in The Witcher than there has been in Cyberpunk so far, from what I've seen. Overall, it's been very enjoyable. I mean, I Mm. I have been having fun with it. It's the problem with that game is always going to be the fact that it was hyped to death, and it was never going to live up to what the hype of it was. So you know that's always going to be an issue. So you have to temper things slightly, but it's definitely worth picking up. I Mm -hmm. mean, he's really good fun as
1: long as you've got a system that can play it i haven't got my copy yet my game has been dispatched but hopefully i should get it soon maybe tomorrow or something um i did see that they released kind of a small patch or something so maybe that will help out a little bit but yeah it's good that they're at least sort of addressing okay we know that there's issues here and we, we are working on things to fix them it's interesting when i look at that because with fallout 76 it launched in a bad state bethesda did attempt to patch that game a lot of times but it was sort of like every single time the Bethesda <laughs> they, touched, it,
0: they broke something touched, yeah.
1: every time they just got worse it's like touching something that repeatedly just disintegrates or whatever. But yeah, hopefully with uh C D Project Red they can sort things out, which I'm sure that they will. Yeah. Some people are saying, like, oh have C D Project Red become the new Bethesda, and it's like that's that's a bit yeah, far. I like think that's Bethes- a bit much. Bethesda's messed up a lot of times over the last couple of years. This is like very, very recent and very new. Like pretty much the last four or five games apart from Doom Eternal from Bethesda have been pretty bad. Whether they're just be boring and or buggy and glitchy, some sort of combination of they've had a pretty bad record over the last couple of years but no, I'm sure it'd be good I'm, I'm still looking forward to playing it I just I think maybe the the biggest challenge here for CD Project Red is you're switching from a third person fantasy sword fighting game basically with like spells and all sorts of things to a first person sci-fi futuristic game that's that's quite a big drastic change they have the ambition to try and to try and do that which you can appreciate a lot but yeah that is quite a big change because then you've got to deal with things like shooting guns and like close yeah uh, sort of combat and that kind kind of thing and then like sci-fi angle of sort of stuff so yeah it was it was certainly different for them to tackle but I'm, I'm still looking forward to playing it
0: yeah no totally one of the bits of news that dropped out today which isn't in the notes but I just thought I'd mention it commiserations to Codemasters who look like they're about to get bought by EA oh. which makes sense from EA's point of view because Codemasters own the F1 rights so they make the F1 games unfortunately that means that it's going to be EA game moving forward by the sounds of it so commiserations to the Codemasters people because they're <laughs> going to end up under the uh, EA umbrella and I mean at, at least it's a sports game mainly that they seem to have bought it for and that is the one thing that they seem to do better than all the other things that they tend to destroy with EA so mm-hmm. they're on the right side of it but still it's not what anybody wanted I think Take-Two were looking to buy them and they uh, got gazumped basically by EA who swung in with a ridiculous it's like billions or one and a half billion or something they're buying it for mm-hmm. some ludicrous amount of money so um yeah. yeah. Unfortunately EA yeah, I mean, and
1: then go to Masters. Yeah, I mean, if you think about EA studio history, they had Dead Space, they killed that franchise and the studio. Yeah. Uh, they all they almost killed Bioware because of Mass Effect Andromeda and because yeah. of Anthem. They cancelled at least two or three, probably more Star Wars games than that because of bad development then Amy Henning left EA because of that and formed a new studio so yeah good luck to them I suppose Uh, it doesn't mean that they're going to have a bad time there but there's certainly possibility for it so we'll just have to see
0: yeah as I say I mean I think the reason that EA have gone for it is because of the fact that they have VF1 games at the moment and that sort of Mm -hmm. makes a certain amount of sense to EA so they are on possibly the better side Mm. of the companies that have been swallowed
1: by EA but um, good luck <laughs> mm. And they've got uh, Need for Speed. as Yeah, well.
0: yeah, they've got Need nice for so. Speed, and they've got Dirt, and and the, you know there was a lot of racing games and stuff in there. So I mean that sort of makes sense in terms from EA's point of view. But yeah, I, uh, we'll see where it goes. A couple of other things because it was the Game Awards this week. There was uh, a few things released uh, in terms of trailers and that sort of stuff. There was an update and a new pack release for Planet Zoo, which uh, I really, really enjoyed. This is such good fun. They've added King Penguins, Gray Seals, Giant Otters dwarf caiman which are little south american alligators and uh, the diamondback terrapin uh, also adds educators into planet zoo as well so you can stick an educator in front of the exhibits you can build like little areas where they can do talks which is awesome and uh, really good fun and uh, the free update has added quite a lot of that sort of stuff in the aquatic pack adds all the animals in but the free update actually adds i think the educators and a bunch of other things so um if you've not bought planet zoo and you enjoy playing around with with uh, building things and animals. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful game. It's got a lot of educational content in there as well. You know, cool. So if you're looking for something that you maybe want to buy kids that isn't sort of first-person shooters or racing games or football, Planet Zoo is well, well worth getting. It's really, really good fun. In terms of the Game Awards, a couple of trailers came out. A new one for Elite Dangerous Odyssey, which I'm so looking forward to. This is the expansion to Elite Dangerous, which adds FPS content and ground content content for the first time. So you'll actually be able to get out of your ship and wander around on planets. It looks like it's going to be really, really fun and interesting and add a whole new dimension to the gameplay in that game. They released a gameplay trailer for that. So you get a little glimpse of what that's going to look like. That's releasing early 2021 and um, you can go and pre-order it now online for consoles and for uh, pc and uh, they've got alphas and betas and stuff and uh, if you order the deluxe version i think you get an early access into the beta and everything the other big trailer that drops which was sort of buried into Munster and a whole bunch of other news they dropped a new trailer for dragon age 4 as well which looked really interesting because that's all voiced over by Varric, which means Varric is one of my favorite characters out of that franchise is coming back he was the dwarf and uh Solas as well pops up in that trailer. Uh it's it's a new hero, talks about the Alvin God of Betrayal or God of Rebellion, depending what side you're on, the dread wolf turning up. And uh it looks like it's gonna take place in Tavinta, which is the sort of majoring society. They were kind of the boogeymen of the earlier games, but it looks like a lot of this is gonna take place in Tavinta. So uh they, they don't know exactly when that's gonna release yet. They've said sometime after April twenty twenty two. So it's It's a while off yet but uh, it's nice to know that it is officially in development and that is coming because they're great games those Dragon Age games in terms of TV I watched the first episode of The Wilds which we talked a little bit about this is the one about the girls that crash on an island it's from Amazon we talked about it a bit last week being a bit lost-ish because there is something else going on the girls crashing on the island seemingly hasn't been by accident either there seems to be a bit of the Truman show sort of thing going on with it Mm. as as well which is sort of Interesting. Very much enjoyed the first episode. It's got this nice little mystery trundling along underneath it. There is an interview coming out with the production designer of that, who uh, had the job of kind of creating shelters and stuff out of organic material and things like that. I, I've got an interview coming up with her reasonably soon. That's The Wilds. That is now out on Amazon. You can
1: go and watch that over on there. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, the first part, they sort of get this plane crash and then did scratch a little bit of that lost sort of it It's a bit earlier yeah, because obviously that's just had one episode and uh lost had several seasons and this has still got nine episodes left but um no i thought it was quite an interesting start and uh, we'll see where it goes and very interesting that they have established what this mystery is but not sort of why it's there i suppose yeah because yeah. you know that something weird is going on you just don't exactly know as to as to why so yeah but no i i enjoyed it
0: it's nice the way they introduced the mystery to it i really enjoyed that yeah. so um that's the wilds so that's on amazon prime right now you can go and watch that on amazon prime video and uh the other thing i wanted to mention of course is the geek town awards which are still mm-hmm. running geektown.co.uk forward slash awards this is going to be be the last show before we come back in the new year to announce the award winners but the awards will still be running through on the website until the 31st so you can vote right up until the 31st but as uh, soon you go on and vote the better really they are up on the website on uh, geektown.co.uk forward slash awards if you want to go and enter there and you'll be entered into a big prize draw for that so that's all the pre-talk for this week let's move on to the tv and film news and there is quite a lot yeah, a couple of things yeah we'll start off the TV and film news with the renewals and cancellations we'll come on to pickups in a bit because uh, they're they're sort of mixed (laughs) in with everything else because there is an awful lot of that Mm -hmm. so cancellations hoops which was the animated series that's been cancelled after one season on Netflix renewals Alan Davis is as yet untitled on Dave that's back for a sixth season in 2021 after a four year break they're doing more of that so uh, that's quite nice for all mankind the Apple series that is returning for a third season before the second season's even come out yet. The second season lands on the nineteenth of February. But I really love that show, so mm. I'm very very Apples happy. Dedicated about. to that one, yeah, very very yeah. much. So they tend to renew their stuff quite early, which is really good. So mm. yeah. um, they, they seem to sort of watch it themselves and go, yeah, we like that, and then just renew another one regardless <laughs> of what yeah, their viewing figures are, which is great. Yeah. That's back for a third season, which I'm very very happy about. Uh, four more seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is going to to take it to season 18 four seasons longer than the prior record holder for the longest running live action sitcom on television history which was a show called The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet so crazy how sort yeah. of under the radar but really popular that show has been it's uh, amazing that's done mm, so well trying
1: to catch up to The Simpsons yeah it's certainly <laughs> getting
0: there uh, and uh, Handmaid's Tale has been renewed for a fifth season fourth season isn't out yet that's coming mm. out in 2021 we don't have an I'm exact not sure, date for that yet am not
1: sure how I feel about that because I don't know how much story they've got left yeah. I just don't know where else they can necessarily go I heard that they've gone past the one and only book already yes. and they do have the spin off plans I mean I like the show I like Elizabeth Moss a lot and everything I just wonder how uh, yeah how longer it's sort of got left in it because I thought that you could have ended this maybe with the fourth season and then just gone with the new spin off, maybe but yeah. we'll get another one that's so. what I
0: thought they were possibly doing but uh, sounds yeah.
1: unless they make something new in season four that goes to something in season it, five Maybe that
0: they're dovetailing this and the spin-off together as well of course I mean I don't know but um, that is going to be back for a fifth season fourth season lens in 2021 it would have come this year but you know pandemic and everything yeah um, those last two shows it's always sunny and handmaid's tale both go out on Disney channels That's handmaid's so tale is out on Hulu <laughs> and uh, it's always sunny goes out on FX and the reason I'm bringing up Disney is because Disney had their Disney investor day which they streamed online this year and announced quite a lot of stuff so yeah. just a crazy 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 amount of things it was absolutely insane buckle up this is going to take a little while we're going to go through everything that they announced i've broken them down into different categories bear in mind this took like four hours to do when they did it on the stream so we're going to be a lot faster than that we're not going to kind of dwell on, yeah. on all the different things, but there are a number of stuff that we need to talk about. So going to start off with the FX Hulu TV shows and the new Star Service on Disney+. Plus. Now, we might remember a few months ago, they mentioned that they were talking about using the Star brand, which is a brand which is sort of more popular in places like India and and Middle East and areas like that. They've used the Star brand quite a lot because their argument was that that was a more popular brand internationally than Hulu, which we went, is it really? But I guess in certain areas, of the world it is. So uh they've now mm-hmm. decided that they're using that brand externally. They're not launching it as a separate service though. Well, they are in Latin America for reasons that I'm not going to go into because we're not in Latin America, but uh, there is a separate service coming in Latin America. But for a large portion of the world, Star is going to be essentially an extra channel on Disney Plus. You, you know how you have sort of Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, those boxes across the top of the Disney Plus thing. Mm-hmm. Star is going going to be an additional channel on there and what it will do is it will add mature content to the disney plus app so they're going to also add parental controls so anything that isn't sort of suitable for kiddies you will be able to lock them out of that bit of the box that's essentially what it's going to be it's going to be branded as star and there is a caveat to this because the content will vary from territory to territory so this is launching outside of the us it's not launching everywhere it's only launching in certain areas It appears to be launching in the UK, although in some areas they're going to have, like, the FX shows all on there. But in the UK, that probably initially isn't going to be the case because FX is already under contract for first-run rights with the BBC. However, that contract with the BBC, as far as I can work out, runs out in october twenty twenty one and I can't see any reason why Disney would bother renewing that certainly under mm-hmm. the situ- under the first run situation that it is at the moment. It may be that they do it as a sort of second run right thing, but given that they've now got this direct to consumer option, I don't see any reason why they would renew that and why they wouldn't just take all the content back come October because yeah,
1: it's theirs anyway, so
0: yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. It does appear that Star is going to be launching in the UK because they've added a price increase to Disney Plus to cover this. So it's going to go from $5.99 to $7.99 a month or $79.90 yearly. Although if you join now before the price increase, which is the price increase comes in on the 23rd of February when Star launches next year, you get it for $59.99, which is what the current price is. So uh, it might be worth signing up to Disney Plus right now. You'll get it for cheaper what we should get in the uk directly although we might initially not get the fx series we should get all the hulu series although there is a sort of caveat to that which i'll come to when we're talking individually about the shows it should mean that all the hulu original shows all the new ones will come directly to star in the uk hopefully that would seem to make sense because we don't have hulu over here older hulu shows which have already been sold to other platforms probably Mm -hmm. won't but certainly any new hulu Hulu originals should come to this.
1: Because they don't have a deal with anybody, whereas FX does with BBC. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah, which is a good thing because Hulu shows need more of a dedicated home. Yeah.
0: So. In terms of returning a renewed TV series under the FX and Hulu brands, we have season three and four of Atlanta, which are in production at the moment. Now they previously aired on Fox in the UK. So it's quite possible that those maybe moved over to star because in the uk fox is owned by disney i mean it's possible they may run on both of course Mm. i would be interested to see if they rebrand the fox channel because it doesn't make sense it being fox over here because they don't own fox in america so it's a little weird having a fox channel over here so one thing they could do is maybe have a linear star channel in the uk but i don't know we'll have to see what they do with that but i mean previously aired on fox it may mean that that now premieres on star in stead yeah. in the UK
1: but what? Fox in the UK is just sort of like the Walking Dead channel and then like you know family guy Either new episodes or repeats i don 't even know, but yeah, for, for the most part they've got Walking Dead and a bunch of cancelled one season shows.
0: yeah, it may be that with shows like Atlanta, American Horror Story as well, which there is a tenth season of that coming, there yeah. is a good chance that American Horror Story may go on to star as well as going onto Fox. It could be that it premieres on one, it could be that they use Star as a sort of catch up service for it as well. we don 't uh-huh. know, but that that would yeah. seem to be the case. So they- they're FX shows, but they add on Fox in the UK, so they may still continue to do that. And they may move on to Star. Shows like uh, Dave, which has got a second season, What We Do in the Shadows, which has got a third season, Mayans, which is the third season, Better Things, season five, Snowfall, third season, I think it's third or fourth season for that. All those were shows which were part of the BBC FX deal. So if they come out before October, should end up going on to the BBC. After October, it's quite possible they might revert onto Star but we don't know that deal Mm. may get extended but they may morph it into something else where BBC gets second run rights but everything premieres on Star but we don't know at the moment
1: Disney could just sort of turn around and say right goodbye BBC we have Star now I suppose Yeah. I mean one or either would be fine but if you look at the overall picture it makes sense that Disney would put it on Star and not BBC and just let that deal expire so it's sort of like a deja vu sort of thing with Disney and Netflix again Mm like they, they had those Defenders shows they let all them sort of die off and, and get cancelled and then they've no longer got anything with them
0: yeah speaking of Netflix Archer is always sunny both of those currently premiere on Netflix in the UK now it's quite possible that when Star launches they will remove those deals or they won't renew those deals we don't know at the moment but it is extremely possible that those shows will end up coming off Netflix or again it may be that they go on to Star initially and then Netflix get some sort of second run rights later on. So it could mean there's a longer delay before they end up on Netflix. We'll have to wait and see. As I say, the deals internationally for Star are going to vary from territory to territory. So we just don't know. They've not specifically announced what might come on to Star in the UK. Um, and uh, Handmaid's Tale as I mentioned renewed for a fifth season ahead of the fourth season however although Handmaid's Tale is a Hulu series in the USA it's produced by MGM television and internationally distributed by MGM so it's not a Disney show it's bought by Hulu so that should in theory stay on channel 4 because although it's a huge show for Hulu in the US it's not internationally owned by Disney there is a very good chance that Handmaid's Tale assuming channel 4 want to keep it and pay the money for it will probably stay on channel four i would think Mm -hmm. those are all the sort of current returning shows new shows for fx that were announced coming under the fx brand so these are shows which should be hulu in the u.s star in the international markets again we this is a little fuzzy because we don't know whether they're going to go on to bbc first or if they land after that deal they may go on to star first so there is a show called The Old Man which stars Jeff Bridges John Lithgow Amy Brennerman. Jeff Bridges is a former CIA operative who is forced to reconcile with his past it's based on a best-selling novel series looks like it could be quite interesting I think we mentioned that one before some of these we knew were coming already so uh, that looks like it could be quite interesting great cast though I mean Jeff Bridges is great John Lithgow is great so that will be one to look out for American Horror Stories which is this anthology series Series based around the American horror brand but it's going to be anthology in the terms of individual episodes rather than entire seasons so it will have a bunch of the characters that we've already seen as well as some new things they'll all be thrown in this big kind of mixing pot and they're going to create these kind of episode by episode anthology series from Ryan Murphy again that will be coming as well mm. there is a show called Platform which comes from BJ Novak who was an actor and award-winning writer from The Office it's a half hour anthological television series that uses the boldest issues of our time as a jumping off point to tell singular character-driven stories about the world we live in today. The cast members, first episode stars Lucius Hedges, Caitlin Denver, O'Shea Jackson Jr., George Wallace, Ed Asner, Jonathan Berthnall in there, Boyd Holbrook, Bo Bridges in the second episode. So um, great cast in there. It's a bit vague into exactly what it's going to say, but it's going to be about kind of life by the sides of it. Looks kind of interesting. I think yeah possibly. why the last man which they've actually settled on why the last man is being like the title of it because they were talking about calling it just the letter Y which was a terrible name but uh, yeah. the, the, that- they've now reverted back to calling it "Why the Last Man," which is what the comic book was called, which is great. Uh, so it's based on a comic book by Brian K. Vaughan and uh, Pierre Guerrera And uh, "Why the Last Man" it's set in a post-apocalyptic world where a cataclysmic event decimates every mammal with a Y chromosome, except for one cisgender man and his pet monkey. That's the sort of setup for it. It's basically an entire world run by women. Eliza Clark is the showrunner on it. It's got Diane Lane, Ashley Romans. Ben schneiser olivia thursby amber Tamblyn, marine island diane bang Elliot fletcher and uh, juliana canfield in the cast for that it's an fx series again so depending when this lands it will either be on bbc or star in the uk but i am quite looking forward
1: to that i've read the comic but the comic book's great and Hmm. uh another post-apocalyptic world for you matt yeah it does sound kind of interesting i'm always interested in a sort of post-apocalyptic stories doesn't have to have zombies in it but that is a uh, preferred add-on if, if you <laughs> will it sounds like a good idea and we'll see how it all works out so you said this is based on a DC comic book yep yeah, they're saying
0: it's a DC comic book it's actually a Vertigo comic book which is the the imprint so right, it, it's right. not connected to the wider DC world as such mm. it's a comic book published by DC slash Vertigo not directly anything to do with superheroes or anything like that cool there is a, a new show it's a half hour comedy called Reservation Dogs which uh, is coming of age story about four native american teens growing up on a reservation in eastern oklahoma who spent their day committing crimes and fighting it this looks like it could be quite good fun co-created by uh, sterling jahoe who is a native american who also directed the pilot and takita wahiti as well is uh, co-creator of it by the looks of things anything where takita's involved i'm in that is coming as well half hour company a couple of the bigger shows that they announced alien based on well alien the uh, the yep. huge mega franchise and then Announced that there is a TV series coming based on Alien. And um, this is uh, Fargo and Legion's Noah Hawley stepping into the creator exec producer chair for it. FX were in advanced negotiations with Ridley Scott as well to join the project as an exec producer too. It's uh, going to be set on Earth. It's the first Alien story to be set on Earth, set in Earth not too far in the future, blending both the timeless horror of the first Alien film with non stop action of the second. Scary thrill ride that's going to blow people. Back in their seats they're promising but I mean interesting people involved Noah Hawley's uh, I mean Legion kind of lost the plot a little bit towards the end but Fargo's been great and uh, I think he's certainly an interesting person to put in charge of a project like this and if they can get with this
1: got on board as well I think this could be brilliant yeah this has a lot going for it a lot of really good things going for it uh, the first of which is it being on FX you couldn't do something like Alien on a, a network TV channel it just wouldn't it wouldn't work so it's a thing like you know with The Witcher or Last of Us or something like that you Need to stick to those stories being told in a mature way. Uh, Either FX or Hulu would have worked for this, I suppose. It's interesting to sort of go away from the films a little bit, try a you know modern day sort of TV series. I think this could be very very good. I think there's some good names attached to this. Uh, I've not seen all of the Alien films. I've heard that some of them are really really good. Some of them, yeah, they're they're very up and down. Yeah, right, They are very right, up but, and down. Uh, uh, yeah, this, Alien this is... and
0: Aliens, the first two are definitely worth watching. They drop off a bit after that.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. No, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. As soon as I saw like Alien and FX and TV show, I was like, yeah, that sounds like it's a good idea.
0: Yeah. So. I do like the sound of that. The other show that they've mm-hmm. announced for FX as well is uh it's described as the most sweeping sophisticated adult series FX has ever created. It's a retelling of James Clavell's beloved epic saga, Shogun set within the riveting and real Game of Thrones that was feudal Japan sounds like it's going to be a massive massive series Mm. it's from Justin Marks and Rachel Kondo it's Tim Van Patten, who is the highly decorated award-winning producer of the Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire and was director of some of the early episodes of Game of Thrones as well he is he's signed on really interesting team behind it it's a huge huge epic thing that they're looking to create this could be one of the biggest shows they've ever made if they can pull this off this is going to be quite impressive i think yeah
1: i don't doubt that they can't i think that they'll be able to pull this off again fx is a good network for something like this they did a little bit of this in uh there was the shogun stuff in was it westworld season two yeah there was a certain they, amount of that yeah yeah that's what i thought of as soon as i saw the tile because i didn't know like anything else about this that's the first time i've sort of seen i guess one of them stories maybe um yeah. before so it made me think of that but again fx if it's a, for mature storytelling and that sort of thing you got some game of thrones people behind there as well great prospects could turn out to be quite good yeah another one that sounds
0: like it can be a really epic show again it's an fx series so we don't know exactly where it'll end up it'll either be bbc or could end up on star we're not sure at the moment mm-hmm. the hulu shows that are hulu originals so these should be coming to star in the uk we've got uh, only murders in the building which follows three strangers played by steve martin martin short and selena gomez who share an obsession with true crime and suddenly find hmm. themselves wrapped up in one to 10 episodes Series it's expected to debut in twenty twenty one. It's co-created and co-written by Steve Martin and John Hoffman, who are producing alongside Martin Short, Selena Gomez. This is US creator Dan Fogelman and Jess roventhal are also involved. I mean I adore Steve Martin and Martin Short there is a a special they did I think was on Netflix which was really really funny the pair of them do like this stand up show together they're hilarious so I think this could be really interesting and really fun 10 episode series, Selena Gomez is great as well, interesting funny take on True Crime by the sounds of it so I think that could be quite entertaining. Yeah
1: that sounds like another good idea.
0: There's The Dropout which is inspired by the ABC News podcast of the same name chronicling the rise and fall of Elizabeth Holmes played by Kate McKinnon a series that will explore the cause of the world's youngest self-made female billionaire once heralded as the next Steve Jobs to lose everything in a blink of an eye this isn't a story I know actually but it's an eight episode series it's set to debut in 2021 McKinnick is producing showrunner Liz Metheryweather and the producing team behind the ABC News podcast so if you knew that podcast series I'm sure you'll be familiar with this story but Kate McKinnon's great and this sounds like it's going to be a more serious role for her so uh, I'm sure there will be some comedy in there as well, but uh, that's called The Dropout. That will be coming next year at some point. And Dope Sick, which is about America's struggle with the opioid epidemic in America. It's from Danny Strong, who uh, is the writer of things like Game Change and co creator of Empire. Uh, he's also, you will know him from Buffy as well. He was one of the uh, Buffy stars, but he's gone on to become this huge US producer. It's directed by Barry Levinson. It looks like it's going to be really. Really good. Rowan Littlefield is in there who's one of the producers on Handmaid's Tale and Fargo and The Old Man as well. This looks like it could be quite sort of a harrowing thing to watch but uh, eight episode series does are Michael Keaton, Peter Skarsgård, Will Poulter, John Huguenacker and uh, Rosario Dawson in that as well so pretty
1: good. Pretty that's good. a
0: pretty solid cast I think for yeah, that.
1: Got Batman in there so.
0: Yeah, it's got Batman in there so. Yeah, you know, and Yeah. And the last one, Nine Perfect Strangers. Bit of an oddity this one because it's a Hulu series in the US but again much like Handmaid's Tale not maimed or rode by Disney so could end up anywhere internationally Nine Perfect Strangers based on the New York Times best-selling book takes place in a boutique health and wellness resort and promises healing and transformation as nine stressed city dwellers trying to get on their path to a better living watching over them during this 10-day retreat is the resort's director Marsha played by Nicole Kidman a woman on a mission to reinvigorate their tired minds and bodies however these Nine Perfect Strangers have no idea what's about to hit them. It's from David E. Kelly. It's got Nicole Kidman in it. It's also got Mary Elizabeth McCarthy, Michael Shannon, Luke Evans, Bobby Calaval, Regina Hall, Samara Weaving, a few other people as well. So he's got a superb cast. It seems to be very much in that sort of niche that Nicole Kidman has found herself in of mm. things like Bid Little Lies, that sort of big David E. Kelly one off drama thing. It seems like it's going to be another one of those shows. So if you like those sort of things, I'm sure this will be up your streets as well
1: yeah she's good at doing that kind of thing like I said uh, yeah, it was last week wasn't it that I, I enjoyed undoing a little bit sort of off with the ending but I still thought it was a great show and I still thought that she was good in it so again lots of good names in here which is good for uh, FX and Hulu to be able to attract all these big names for these yeah, shows. yeah so, absolutely yeah.
0: so that's all the FX and Hulu stuff now we're on to stuff which is directly coming to Disney Plus so this is uh, Disney Pixar Nat Geo a few of these we knew about Mighty Ducks game. Game Changers, which is this Mighty Ducks TV series. It's got Lauren Graham in it. It's also got Amelia Estevez from the original films as well. The basic premise behind the TV series is the Mighty Ducks, who were always this underdog team, are now the sort of big ultra-competitive powerhouse of a youth hockey team. And Lauren Graham plays the mother of a 12-year-old who is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks and decides that this is incredibly unfair. So she goes and builds her own ragtag team and turns to Emilio Estevez's character to coach them. It's basically the Mighty Ducks are the bad guys this time and there is a new underdog team that are coming in to kind of try and take the crown which I think is a really interesting way of doing it. The only slight downside to this is the fact that it possibly takes Lauren Graham away from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist for the new season. That's slightly unfortunate. They were supposed to film at separate times but of course pandemic and uh, they're now both filming at the same time so she is supposed to be appearing in both but Hmm. that will limit her
1: exposure. As long as she's in both in some capacity and doesn't get written out of either. Hopefully they can make it work. Yeah. Did you say this was a TV show or a film?
0: This is a TV show. It's going to be okay. a TV series. Uh, right. It will be coming to Disney Plus in 2021. They are filming it now. They're also filming Zoe's right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately,
1: maybe once they get past her filming both of these seasons, so this and Zoe's yeah. second season, can schedule the other the two of them differently for like the next seasons. Assuming that Zoe gets a season three and this gets a season, yeah, uh, the next season of it. But like I said. As Long as she doesn't get written out of them and uh, she's in both, then hopefully they can make it work.
0: I mean, that was always the intention was to shoot them separately, and she would do both, but obviously the pandemic rather messed that up. Yeah. Another show coming in 2021 called Big Shots. This stars John Stamas, Vet Nicole Brown, who people will probably know from Walking Dead more than anything else, because she's one of the main Walking Dead commentators. But this follows a temperamental college basketball coach who gets fired from his job and must take up teaching and coaching at an elite all-girls private school. They did show a little bit of a trailer for this during the um, presentation. It looks like it could be quite funny. If you're a fan of John Stamos, I'm sure that'll be fine. Mysterious Benedict Society, which is based on one of the biggest young adult books of all time. Placed undercover at a boarding school known as the Institute, a group of young orphans must foil a nefarious plot with global ramifications while creating a new sort of family along the way. Based on this best-selling book by Trent and Lee Stewart, Tony Hale in one of the leading roles as well, who is hilarious. He's from Veep and Arrested Development and Uh, an example of uh, new young cast as well but i'm sure if you love the book this will definitely be one to go and watch for you there is a tv series of turner and hoots the classic tom hanks movie it's got john peck taking the role of scott turner in this son of the original detective scott turner from the original film so it is a continuation of the films which i think is an interesting idea Mm. but it's basically about a u.s marshal who inherits an unruly dog and realizes the dog might not be the partner that he wants but is the partner he knew there is a series running an alibi at the moment called Hudson and Rex, which is eerily similar to this, but it is, of course, also based on the same basic premise of Turner and Hooch of uh, One Man and His Dog. This was sort of a continuation of the original idea, and uh, that's coming in 2021. Other things we have coming, 2022 Zootopia Plus, which is a basically a TV series version of the movie. And another thing with plus on the end. Yeah, another thing uh, with plus on the end. It's a short form series, so there'll yeah, be yeah. Uh, like Little 10, series. 20 minute episodes it is basically taking characters from the film and uh, turning it into a tv series essentially for that coming spring 2022 i like the film i thought that was good so yeah so there's that uh i apologize if i'm pronouncing this one but i wad you i think is how you're pronouncing it it's a a new all original series coming to disney plus in 2022 first it's kind collaboration between the walt disney animation studios and a pan-african comic book entertainment company kigali and its founder i'm never going to pronounce his name so i'm not going to even insulted him by trying. Iwadju roughly translates as the future in the uh, Yoruba language. Uh, it's uh, very much a science fiction series. It's a long form series set in Lagos, Nigeria, exploring deep themes of class, innocence and challenging the status quo. It's combination of Disney's magic and animation expertise with Kualji's fire and storytelling and authenticity it represents a personal childhood dream of director Ziki Nielsen saying it represents a personal childhood dream. Of mine to tell my story and that of my people, so uh, really interesting sounding project, and it's kind of it's an animated thing, obviously, but it kind of sci-fi related as well. So um, looks like it could be quite interesting, that particularly because mm. you don't get many African sci-fi stories coming out, you know. So I think this is a really interesting yeah. one for to do. Yeah, we also have Baymax coming as well, which is uh, actually Walt Disney Animation Studios' first ever animated series. Apparently, um, takes place in the fantastical city of San Francisco, and it. Features the fan favorite healthcare bot Baymax um, Mm. from Big Hero 6. Really needs no more explanation than that. He's taking a favorite character and shoving him in his own show. That's pretty much it. Uh, Early 2022, they're saying for that.
1: I wonder if they're going to, because there was a little Big Hero 6 series on Disney Plus. I wonder if this will be any canon to that or if it's just like an extra adventure. I I don't know. Don't know.
0: But yeah, I mean, take a popular character and give him his own show. That's what you do. (laughs) Coming 2023, Tiana, which is a long form musical comedy series it's animated again the first Disney princess to have her own animated Walt Disney Animation Studios series apparently that will be coming and Moana the series as well so this is a series I still need to see the film I haven't seen the film yeah. either it's but this waiting is...
1: for me on Disney Plus but yeah I know I just, I just, there's yeah. a whole
0: bunch of these I, I'm way behind on a lot of these so yeah. uh, Moana the series as well coming in 2023 which is obviously a TV series version of the movie some other things we haven't got to yet Beauty and the Beast which we mentioned before, this is uh, Luke Evans and Josh Gad coming back, reprising their roles from the uh, movie version of Beauty and the Beast. It's going to have new music from Alan Menken in it and it's going to be a musical TV series with those guys. That is what it is. I'm I'm sure that Mm -hmm. will be endlessly fun. That's live action as well. Swiss Family Robinson, which is a modern reimagining of the classic Disney film about a family shipwrecked on a desert island. What's quite interesting about this is the people behind. Behind It's Ronald D. Moore, who you will know from Battlestar Galactica, For All Mankind and Outlander, and John Hsu, who was the director of uh, Crazy Rich Asians. So whilst initially this wouldn't have leapt out at me, with those people behind it, I
1: am quite interested in this. Yeah, sometimes you attach a big name to it and it uh, gives it a bit of something extra.
0: Yeah, I think they could do a really interesting job with that, but that's Swiss Family Robinson. No date on when that's landing. And uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which is a new TV series with... adventures of the modern day demigod based on the best-selling book series and they've tried a few versions
1: of percy jackson hopefully they can get it right this time yeah i've heard that they've tried a few versions they've just not really worked out
0: yeah so there is that coming as well again no date on that but uh, that will be coming at some point uh onto the pixar ones inside pixar which is a documentary series that looks inside pixar first five episodes are currently available on disney plus the rest are coming fairly soon but uh, that is a documentary series about life inside pixar which could be quite interesting if you're to that coming 25th of december burrow which is part of their spark shorts collection it is about a young rabbit who embarks on a journey to dig the burrow of her dreams despite not having a clue what she's doing it sounds very very cute this it's sort of Mm. uh after hitting bedrock bottom she learns that there is no shame in asking for help so i think that could be quite a cute little thing but that's coming christmas day so
1: pixar are good at playing with your emotions yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) in january 2021 you've got pixar popcorn which is a collection of mini shorts featuring Pixar characters so I'm sure that will be fun to look out for then in autumn 2021 Doug Days which they did show a little clip of on the presentation although I don't think they've released it as a trailer but it was hilarious Doug for those of you don't remember Doug was the talking squirrel dog in Up, who was my favourite character in that entire film I adore this Doug that joke makes me laugh every single time um, (laughs) that squirrel gag so there is a TV series based around him it's sort of set in a around doug's backyard and the clip that they showed was him playing with puppies and it's just really really funny so i'm very much looking forward to that i, I think that's a perfect thing that's coming in autumn 2021 also coming in autumn 2021 cars which is a uh, lightning mcqueen and mater on a cross-country road trip i mean that pretty much that's what it is autumn 2021 that will mm. be uh, there'll be some other characters in there as well but if
1: you're yeah. of the movie interesting what. to go back to cars after some of the reception of the second and the third film. Yes. But hey, you know, maybe they can give it a bit of a fresh start and maybe it can go back to, I mean, Cars 1 wasn't like best Pixar film, but it was the best of those trilogies easily. So maybe if you could go back to some of that magic, you can pull off something. Could be a fresh start for it, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think so. And uh, they've got one new original thing coming in 2023 called Win or Lose, which is the first ever long form animated series from Pixar. It follows a co-ed middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game. 20 minute episodes highlights the perspective of a different character and explores the drama of bad calls made on and off the field. It's written and directed by the story artists Carrie Hobson and Michael Yates. And they came up with the idea because they were doing internal meetings at Pixar and they'd come out and the two of them would have this conversation and one of them would think that it went awfully and the other one would think that the meeting went brilliantly. And they thought that would be an interesting idea for a TV show. So that's what they came up with. Although it is about softball, it's not really about softball. It's about these people having various different perspectives. So the idea is that each twenty-minute episode will be the same period of time, but told from the perspective of a different character in the show. I think that sounds like it could be a really interesting idea for uh, an animated thing, and it's you know first long-form series. And I, I like the sort of the way it came about as well. I think that could be really interesting, and that's called Win or Lose. So that's all the Pixar stuff. National Geographic they did announce a few different things for this, but there was three shows which I. I think particularly stood out genius martin luther king jr is the next one they're doing aretha at the moment you know done various things like albert einstein they did picasso for the second one so aretha franklin is the third one which is being filmed at the moment and then the one after that will be martin luther king jr that they're doing covering for that a couple of shows coming from of all people darren aronofsky which not a director you would necessarily have associated with national geographic but uh they he's got a couple of really interesting sounding shows one of them is called limitless with chris hemsworth this is things like uh, what if you could combat aging and discover the full potential of the human body so uh, follows chris hemsworth exploring the revolutionary idea new scientific research is shattering the conventional wisdom about the human body and offering fascinating insights on in how we can all unlock the body's superpower to fight illness, perform better and reverse the ageing process. They basically, they put Hemsworth through a bunch of ridiculous challenges and um, <laughs> trials and other things as well. It looked really interesting. There is trailers and bits and pieces floating around for this. But uh, yeah, that, that looked like it could be quite interesting. Uh, hmm. And you know, anything, Chris Hemsworth is incredibly watchable. So, you know, I think yeah. that could be yeah. quite interesting. And there is another one, which at the moment has the title... Welcome to Earth, which has Will Smith in it. Again, come from Darren Aronofsky. This is Smith, who is travelling across the world, getting up close and personal with the weirdest, most unusual, dangerous and thrilling spectacles on the planet. So it's kind of a nature series and um, him discovering hidden worlds around us and that sort of thing. But again, Will Smith, incredibly watchable human being. So uh, I think that could be quite an interesting one to watch as well. And they're all coming to National Geographic, which, of course, is now a channel on Disney Plus and... um, we have got National Geographic channel as well so I guess mm-hmm. it will show on there but Disney Plus will show it
1: it is a little bit strange when you go into Disney Plus you get like Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel and then like National Geographic I
0: know it is yes, a bit weird
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: so that's all the TV shows for Disney and Pixar Disney films they have Safety which is out now basically it is uh, up on Disney Plus right now a uh, story of a former football safety a young man facing a series of challenging circumstances so that is up on, on there Right now, you can go and watch that. Flora and Ulysses, which is coming on the 19th of February. This is a comedy adventure based around the award-winning book about a 10-year-old Flora, an avid comic book fan, and a self-avowed cynic who rescues a squirrel with unique superhero powers. So that sounds like it could be quite good fun. Uh, Hmm. that is going to be debuting on Disney Plus on February 19th next year. So want to look out for there. Raya and the Last Dragon, which I'm sure you've seen trailers and bits and pieces around for this, because this is one of their yeah. big films March 5th that is going to be released that is going to come simultaneously into theatres and premiere access on Disney Plus which means it's on Disney Plus but you've got to pay for it so um, the, the, it's, it's like didn't they do that with uh, the, the Mulan Mulan yeah they did that with Mulan as well yeah so that's it, free
1: on Disney Plus now yeah so, so it will well, It will initially, with a subscription yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so initially it's going to be something you pay for and then it will I mean all of this stuff will come free onto Disney Plus eventually So that's Rare and the Last Dragon. Jungle Cruise, which I'm sure you've heard an awful lot about. uh, That is the Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt movie arriving July 2021. That is slated for right now, although things can move around. That is going to get a cinema release, I think. I'm not sure whether it's going to be on Disney Plus as well. On the 24th of November 2021, we have Encanto, which is Tale of the Extraordinary Family, the Madrigals who live in a hidden mountain in Colombia in a magical house in a vibrant town in a wonderful, charming place called Encanto. The magic of Encanto has blessed every child in the family with unique gifts from super strengths to powers that heal every child except one. When she discovers that the magic surrounds Encanto is in danger as the only ordinary madrigal might be exceptionally family's last hope. It's got music by Lin-Manuel Miranda in it. It's directed by Brian Howard who did Zootopia and Tangled and Jared Bush who co-directed Zootopia. It's a musical animated thing with with music from Lim Malwell Miranda so I'm in <laughs> I think
1: definitely for that sounds like
0: a good one Diary of a Wimpy Kid they are bringing that back although it will be in um, animated form uh, It had a live action film but this is going to be an animated thing they released a still of this that's coming in 2021 as an new animated
1: film I coming for, to Disney Plus I forgot Plus. the Diary of a Wimpy Kid was even a thing
0: yeah that's going to be in animated form but that's coming to Disney Plus in 2021 Night of the Museum they're bringing back for another film although this time it will be animated which gives him a lot more freedom to uh, deal with it. Uh, Sean Levy again who helped shape the live action films is going to be back to do this as well. That's coming to Disney Plus and that's an animated film in 2021. Cruella which is going to be uh, the early life of Cruella de Vil. It's got Emma Stone as Estella aka Cruella in the lead role. That's coming in 2021. There's a prequel? Yes that is a prequel which looks like it could be uh, quite good. And then we've got uh, Ice Age Adventures of Bucky Wild which I mean pretty much does what it says on the team Ice Age yes so that's the first time I think they've gone with a Fox property and turned it into a sort of Disney TV series because Ice Age was originally a Fox property and this is Mm. taking one of their animated things and doing something with it that will be back it will be the first sort of Disney based one Simon Pegg back as the role of Buck in that as well that's one to look out for that's early 2022 that spring 2022 Chippendale Rescue Rangers with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg providing the voices of Chippendale with a a cameo from Seth Rogen in there as well that will be Chippendale returning which uh, I think is an interesting one to turn up I mean given the voices to John Mulaney and Andy Samberg but of course I mean they're going to be heavily manipulated if it's Chippendale I would assume but Spring 2022 for that and then uh, Cheaper by the Dozen 2022 as well which is a reimagining of the hit comedy with Blackish producer Kenyon Barris it's another the film version so uh, story centers on a bi-racial blended family of 12 that's coming to Disney in 2022 then we've got uh, Hocus Pocus 2 which is a, a spooky sequel to the uh, 1993 Halloween classic Hocus Pocus so that is coming 2022 mm. Three Men and a Baby also coming 2022 which is Three Men and a Baby retold with Zach Efron <laughs> in the lead role I'm sure he'll have his shirt yeah. off on numerous one occasions of, one of
1: Disney's strange reboot choices
0: yes that's a, another film coming as well then we've got uh, Lion King live action prequel which is got Barry Jenkins the director of Moonlight taking control of it this time because it was John Favre who did the uh, previous one so uh, that's an interesting one for him <laughs> getting you, involved
1: with have you seen the live action remake I haven't no I've been meaning to watch it but seems like we both need to go on Disney and watch Disney yeah, Plus and actually watch films and watch some films yeah,
0: yeah I know yeah. Um, so yeah this is a, a, a sort of prequel of sorts they've said so uh, it's going to re- revisit some of the iconic characters Directors. Obviously, it's going to have music in it. Hans Zimmer is back. He was involved in cool. the huge composer. involved with the original music. Pharrell Williams and Nicholas Bratel are going to provide the music for it, along with Hans Zimmer. That'd be uh, really solid, I think. More musical stuff. The Little Mermaid. They've got a live-action version of that, which was somewhat inevitable that was going to happen at some point. That's uh, got Aquafina in it. David Diggs, Jacob Tremblay, Javier Bardem, and Melissa McCarthy are... Apparently playing various roles in Little Mermaid, so uh, that's got music from Alan Menken again and Lin Manuel Miranda again. So uh, it's got as well as having all the original music, it's got awning music from those two guys. That was inevitable that that was going to be the next thing I think they were going to do. Yeah, yeah. And then Pinocchio, they are got a new version of that coming. It's a live action retelling of it with obviously a CGI Pinocchio in there, and it's going to have Tom Hanks playing Geppetto in that, and it's. Robert oh. Zemeckis directing and those two have worked together loads and loads of times so I think that looks like it's going to be really solid mm. I would have thought yeah it's Tom Hanks so yeah good <laughs> Tom Hanks <laughs> can do no wrong what are you gonna do uh mm-hmm. they've got uh, Peter Pan and Wendy that is a uh, inspired by the animated classic it's got Jude Law as Captain Hook and Yara Shadini from Blackish and Grown Ish as Tinkerbell in that I, I think Jude Law is quite a good choice for Captain Hook in that I think that could be quite good fun yeah also announced a couple of sequels uh Disney Enchanted which is a sequel to the wonderful wonderful Enchanted if you've not watched Enchanted go and watch it it's a wonderful kind of loving send up of those classic Disney films but I, mm-hmm. I adore that
1: movie it's brilliant uh, well, I might surprise you but I have actually seen that film well, there you go yeah, it, it I is remember great that one. its one. it has got some
0: great music in it as well Amy Adams back as Giselle in that the entire premise of it of course was the fact that she fell out of this kind of animated fantasy world and into the real world and finds herself stuck in real life Manhattan but uh, it, it's yeah. such a wonderful film the original so I'm very much Looking forward to that. And Sister Act Three, which is obviously a sequel to Sister Act, Whoopi Goldberg returning in that, and Tyler Perry is on board as a producer. That's gonna premiere on Disney Plus,
1: they've said When was Sister Act Two? That was a long time ago. Oh,
0: long, it? long, long time ago. That's yeah. been a while so uh, so yeah so those are those are sort of disney films uh animation and live action Pixar films soul coming 25th of december so that's going to be one to watch i don't think you need to go through that particularly because that's been all over the place but uh mm-hmm. yeah th- that that i think looks really really good that's coming 25th of december you've got uh luca which is a new original film on the 18th of june that's landing celebrates the universal theme of friendship set in a beautiful seaside town on an italian riviera uh it's coming-of-age story about one young boy's experience in an unforgettable summer filled with gelato pasta and endless scooter rides. Luca shares his adventure with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. There are sea monsters from another world just below the water's surface. Sounds like it could be quite your fun. It's a Pixar film. It's going to be great. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, uh,
1: most, most of them are. So, yeah. so
0: June 18th, that is landing. Turning Red, which is a new feature film that is going to be opening in theatres on March 11th, 2021. introduces mainly a confident, dorky 13-year-old torn between staying her mother's dutiful, diligent daughter in the chaos of adolescence. As if changing in interests, relationships and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited, which for a teenager is practically always, she poofs into a giant red panda. So it's one of those wonderfully funny ideas from uh, Pixar, which I think is going to be heart-wrenching and beautiful as all the Pixar stuff is, but that's called Turning Red and that's 11th of March 2022, that's landing. Rides with very much of a kind of inside out vibe right, about that. I right. think that yeah. it's got going for it. And then Lightyear, which is really interesting. This is the movie that the Buzz Lightyear doll was based off because the idea was that they always assumed that the Buzz Lightyear toy in the Toy Story movies was a piece of merchandising from a film. So what they've now done is made the film, which is called Lightyear. And uh, that's going to Come in June seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. It's a sci-fi action adventure that is the definitive origin story of Buzz Lightyear, voiced by Chris Evans. Reveals how a young test pilot became a space ranger we all know and love today. I think that's a great idea. Cool.
1: I'm a massive, massive Toy Story fan. You know, it's been pretty much there since the start of my life, basically. Surprised to see something Toy Story related announced. I mean, it is you know big earner for for Pixar and that yeah. sort of thing. But you know, this looks like it's going to be good. Uh, it's cool that they're going to try and do sort of the origin story of um, Buzz, because they kind of did that in the second film with Woody, with the yeah. whole uh, w- Woody's Roundup kind of thing. So they're yeah. doing the same thing, but with Buzz and it's more Toy Story. So I'm I'm happy. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. And Chris Evans, great choice for the voice of the kind of movie in quotes version of Buzz Lightyear. I think that's yeah. a really good choice for him. Yeah. Me. I mean, who who better than Captain America? So, now on to the things you've all been waiting for. Star Wars and Marvel. So, kick off with the Star Wars stuff. Mandalorian Season 3, they've announced coming December 2021. And given that they managed to shoot the last season in the middle of a pandemic... I don't think they're going to have any problem hitting that deadline so uh, yeah mm. the third season December 2021 that's amazing and uh, hats off to them for managing to do so much great work with that and the second season has been
1: brilliant so we got one more episode haven't we
0: yeah one more episode yeah. of that yeah I'm very much looking forward to that so the other shows we know some of these they did announce some new ones as well but Andor which previously entitled Rogue One Star Wars cast in the Andor series is now just going to be called Andor which I'm very happy about because that that's, makes life a there. lot easier yeah. diego luna back as the rebel spy joined by a new cast which includes people like Stellan skarsgård adriana jorda and fiona shaw denise goff kyle solman genevieve o'reilly has uh, one martha as well so um, gonna have some people that we know in there gonna have some people that we don't they're filming this right now but it isn't coming out until 2022 so that gives you some idea of maybe the timeline of these other shows which are coming up so it sounds like the Mandalorian season 3 is going to be the first new Star Wars series that we see after this current season of The Mandalorian ends and then 2022 we'll get Andor following that it looks like we're going to get Obi-Wan Kenobi because that doesn't start filming until March 2021 so given that they're filming Andor first I'm guessing it's going to be Mandalorian season 3 and or Obi-Wan I would suggest as mm-hmm. far as we know at the moment the Obi-Wan series is going to be called Obi-Wan Kenobi um, the only thing we really know about this is it's set 10 years after the events of events of the Sith where it's all the downfall and corruption of Anakin Skywalker turning into Darth Vader what they have said is Hayden Christensen is going to be back playing Darth Vader in this I'm assuming not voicing Darth Vader in this I'm assuming that's either yeah. going to be James Earl Jones or somebody doing a James Earl Jones impression
1: but that would make sense yeah
0: but he will be in the suit which is mm-hmm. is a little weird because you could pretty much put anybody in the suit and people are getting very excited about the fact that he's Hayden Christensen back and he's going to be well yeah you know which is great I'm glad he's back but he, he is hmm. essentially going to be an- <laughs> Vader mask
1: maybe maybe his helmet will be off at certain points I well don't know. yeah
0: that is possible and maybe they'll mm-hmm. do some flashback
1: bits and pieces because and, he because you know. he won't have like the Mandalorian code or whatever because he, he's Darth Vader he can do what he wants but you know
0: <laughs> so, I'm, I'm glad yeah. they've got it I am glad they've got him back you know I, I'm yeah, glad that's that he really gets to yeah. play it in it uh, directed by Deborah Chow who helmed very memorable episodes of season 1 of The Mandalorian so uh, you yeah, know great person behind it that films March 2021 so like I say uh, given Andor's coming in 2022 I'm guessing that's coming in 2022 after it as well The Bad Batch which is an animated show follows the clones the Bad Batch first introducing the Clone Wars we've seen little bits and pieces of this before there are trailers and bits and pieces and screenshots and stuff floating around with that we've talked about that already so that's basically another con- continuation Continuation of the Clone Wars cartoons and Rebels and all that sort of stuff, so it's part of that bunch of things. That's arriving on Disney Plus. They've not given a date to when that's turning up, but I'm looking forward to that. So the new shows, Ahsoka. Ahsoka tanu is getting a new live action series. We've seen Ahsoka. Sorry, spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen Mandalorian season two. But we've seen Ahsoka in Mandalorian season two. Rosario Dawson is playing her again. uh, It's from Dave Filoni and produced by Filoni and John Favreau essentially it is a direct spin off of the Mandalorian and um, it's going to continue with a bit more live action of that character I'm very much it's looking forward good. to because we yeah. only got a little glimpse of her in the Mandalorian so I think that's going to be great and it's going to mm. be nice having another sort of Jedi TV series and I do wonder whether they're going to tie that maybe into a, the Obi-Wan
1: a bit possibly no you can sort of tie some of these together I suppose yeah it uh, yeah. just depends on the time and the timeline and whatever else but yeah she was brilliant in the Mandalorian I mean I know we've had her uh, animated in the Clone Wars and stuff but So the live-action debut was uh, certainly very, very good.
0: Definitely. Next one we've got is another returning character, Lando. Lando is getting his own series, which, I mean... I think this is great. It's going to be from uh, Justin Simon, the creator of the critically acclaimed Dear White People. So it has a great person behind it. It's in early stages of development. Interesting to note, no casting mentioned here. So mm. no mention of Donald Glover, no mention of Billy D. Williams either. So we don't know whether it's going to be a young Lando series, which I think a lot of people assumed it would be, or whether it's going to be an old Lando series, or whether it's mm-hmm. going to be something else entirely. I mean, hopefully they can... Can get Donald Glover back if they're going to go with a younger version of Lando which I think people assume that it was going to be that they'll get Donald Glover back and they can carry on with that because he was so good at it that he was
1: yeah, he was he was brilliant in uh, in solo, solo. Um, it'd, be, yeah, it'd be great if he came back and they could do like a longer form series with that character because there's so much you could do there probably
0: yeah I would love to see that I mean I would love to see a solo series as well um, I
1: would yeah because, he, solo, was, series, because yeah. He,
0: was, he was great in that film I know the film got mixed reactions but I really like that movie I thought solo was a really really good film I thought it was great yeah. um, so uh, Lando's getting his own series so uh, don't know any more about it than that and like I say there is no casting for it so I mean it may be young Lando it may be old Lando it may be some mix of the two when they're jumping backwards and forwards in time who knows we'll see a couple of other interesting ones the acolyte which is from Leslie Headland, who was co-creator of Russian Doll which was a show that we both really loved right. and yeah. yeah it was a great great series it's kind of wonderfully strange mm-hmm. what's really interesting about this is it's a mystery Thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and the emergence of dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. Now, the High Republic is an area we've not really looked at. It's closer in time to the Old Republic video games. The High Republic is basically an era when the Jedi were at their height and the Republic was at their height. So, lots of Jedi around. It sounds like this is going to t- sort of the decline of of the the Old Republic. Era and, uh, you know, the, that all sort of collapsing and the Sith emerging from the shadows. So uh, I think this this sounds like it could be very interesting because we've never seen that era done really at all on screen other than in video games. I'm really intrigued by this. I think that could be a fascinating series. We've also got a droid story, which is, uh, they're saying, an intersection of animation and visual effects. And um, this is, well, pretty much what it says it, and what you'd expect. It's R2-D2, <laughs> C-3PO, Epic which introduce a new hero but they will be guided by the legendary duo of droids that we all know and love yeah I mean that
1: just sounds like it could be wonderful mm. fun because it's always great to have those two on screen yeah with the Skywalker saga being finished now good way to sort of use those characters again mm,
0: definitely we've also got Rangers of the New Republic which is set within the timeline of the Mandalorian its new live-action series is from Filoni and Favreau again it will intersect with future stories and culminate in a cinematic event so it sounds like they're going to do a kind of end game thing with a lot of these star wars series and it sounds like all the ones that are set in the same sort of timeline are going to kind of come together in a sort of end game sort of way by the looks of it that looks like it could be quite good and uh, star wars visions which is a slightly more kind of left of field idea this is um star wars but through the lens of a bunch of anime creators so it's going to be an anthology collection which is taking fantastical visions from several of the leading japanese animation Studios is offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to star wars and that's going to be called star wars visions which i think could be an interesting kind of animated thing and one other thing from lucasfilm outside of star wars willow which is coming they've said in 2022 we've spoken about this before it's uh warwick davis back as willow there's going to be a new younger cast as uh, well fun. based yeah. on the uh yeah you yeah, know based on the um original film again john Chu from crazy Rich agents is directing the pilot so uh, yeah looking forward to that warwick's always great he's wonderful he's a lovely lovely man and so i'm looking forward to that over on the film side the star wars and lucas film things indiana jones they've announced there's another and i think they did say final indie movie which yeah. i mean it sort of has to be at this point because harrison ford is getting a bit old <laughs> for doing this to be in all honesty um yeah. james mangold who was the director of the academy award winning ford versus ferrari uh, harrison ford back july 2022 that is arriving no no more about it than that other than he's going to have indie back on screen and it's going to be the final indie movie which
1: you know I've, I've seen parts of those films I don't think I've actually sat down and oh, watched the, go watch India- the whole I know, they're I know they're it great they're great films though it's really I'm young, fun. forgive me
0: yeah no I know <laughs> um, they've got a new project coming called the children of blood and bone which is based on Tomi Adyemi's New York Times best-selling novel the children of blood and bone uh, centers on a young African girl's heart racing quest to restore magic to her forsaken people the Meiji it's a Lucasfilm with 20th century fox studios are doing that no date on when that's going to land but um that's a new project coming from Lucasfilm. so i think that sounds interesting it sounds like it's it's quite an interesting new license it's kind of one of the first new things outside of stuff like star wars that Lucasfilm have picked up in a very very long time so it's nice mm. to see them using it under that brand i think and then we've got a couple of star wars things one is takita wahiti's new star wars feature film this looks very interesting because obviously takita wahiti we know he's kind of sensibilities and sense of humour. They did say approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected, and dot 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 unique, said Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> His enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure the audience are in for an unforgettable ride. Yeah, and the visuals they put up with this made it look like it's going to be very much a, a more comedy-led take on Star Wars than we've seen before so uh, I'm really intrigued to see what he does with this he's done a great job with the Marvel stuff so I'm really interested to see what he does with Star Wars he's a wonderful director definitely and one of their big coups was uh, Rogue Squadron coming Christmas 2023 it's a feature film based around Rogue Squadron directed by Wonder Woman's Patty Jenkins so they've snaffled one from uh, DC which I did, so I'm i sure they were the very from the,
1: from the competition yeah, yeah I'm sure
0: they're very very happy about that uh, introduced a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in the boundary pressing high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into a future era of the galaxy it's going to arrive in theaters in christmas 2023 so that's going to be a huge christmas movie mm. um yeah i think that's going to be really interesting road squadron's one of those things that's been written about in books and covered in comic books and things and we've seen bits and pieces of in okay. screen so there's a lot of stuff to work with but so it's this nice will be to a big see way
1: them. to kind of fully explore, fully explore yeah. it then i suppose yeah. so so yeah. I think
0: that's going to be interesting, but that that's going to be a big cinema release, definitely.
1: She's going to have a busy couple of years because she's got. Um, I think they've already said they're trying to do Wonder Woman three, whatever that's going to be called, mm-hmm. and then she's got this.
0: And lastly, we're on to Marvel, and um, because the Marvel and TV stuff is so intrinsically linked with each other, I mean, basically, if you're a fan of Marvel on the cinema, you need to get Disney Plus because from much, now yeah. on, they're going to be bouncing backwards and forwards between the two. Mm. So, which well, I
1: really, really like. They're yeah, doing this.
0: I really love that they're doing this. So what I done is i've tried to put it in chronological order as much as i possibly can of <laughs> when things are coming out jumping between tv and film so the first thing we know Vision, that is arriving 15th of january on disney plus uh it's wonder and vision in a very weird wonder exploring her powers and you've seen them sort of jumping through various kind mm, of versions of stuff yeah stuff. it looks really interesting but uh, you know we'll have to see where that goes but that I is like- going to be a great Rod for a lot of the stuff that comes after it by the sounds mm.
1: of it. I like the little sitcom angle they got going for it as well. Yeah. That's quite good.
0: But that is going to feed into a lot of stuff that comes after it in terms of the film universe. So after that pretty much I suspect as that ends we've then got Falcon and Winter Soldier. That is coming on 19th of March on Disney Plus which is the Falcon and Winter Soldier returning. We last saw them at the final moments of Endgame. It's going to be a global adventure that tests their abilities. Presumably one of them will come out of it as the new Captain America or whether they're sharing it between them because we, we kind of left it with Falcon as being Captain America but whether mm. Bucky has some involvement in that because they've both been in the comic books we don't know I know they've said previously that they're not quite ready to sort of take over and the, the sort of TV show maybe explores that a little bit but this looks like it's going to be really good so uh, it's got Emily Van
1: Campen in it, it's got she hasn't been in a Marvel thing for quite a long time
0: yeah so that she's back in so, Sharon Carter got yeah. Yeah, Aaron Zemo good. in it so yeah it looks looks like it's going to be good the next thing to come after that will be Black Widow finally
1: gets a release yeah, that's, pretty much a year later
0: yeah pretty much a year after it was originally planned that's uh, May 7th 2021 that lands and that's of course is going to be Scarlett Johansson back as Black Widow then the thing after that at some point in May 2021 will be the Loki series which I think everybody is very much looking forward to this looks like it's going to be amazing fun they did show some clips of loki and uh, a little bit of what it's kind of going to be remember this is the version of loki that we see in endgame running off with the tesseract so Mm -hmm. this is our version of loki died this is the version of loki that we see run off with the tesseract and again he's going to be meddling around with time there's a lot of meddling around with time multiverses and stuff going on with them this time around so that's coming may 2021 then july 9th 2021 shan chi and of the Ten Rings which is the next big movie thing that's coming out this is Tony Leung is the lead character Aquafina is also in this Michelle Yeoh is in this good cast Shang-Chi who must confront a past he thought he left behind when he's drawn into web of mysterious Ten Rings organisation not a character I know at all but uh, I mean we'll see yeah. what
1: that's like did we know that Michelle Yeoh was going to be in this I don't
0: think we I can't, I can't we remember did. if
1: we knew that before or not but when they did the presentation that was quite a nice surprise yes so, so, yeah, so she's um, great. Michelle Yeoh is great
0: so Raphine is great so great that they've got some more cast in that that's July 9th 2021 that is arriving then in the summer 2021 the what if series which is basically an animated series that has got all the original cast voicing their characters but in animated form and in what if versions so it's like what if Loki was female or what if somebody else became Captain America or you know it's it's all that sort of stuff
1: Mm -hmm. so I love
0: that idea yeah it's kind of of an interesting sort of different perspective Mm. of
1: what Because you've got over a decade's worth of films that we've already seen and you can play around with those ideas. Yeah. I'm most interested, I think, in um, Agent Carter as uh, Taken on the Shield. Yeah, so yeah. that
0: looks like it could be quite interesting but that's the What If series coming summer 2021 then November 5th 2021 The Eternals which is the sort of big new group film so you know we know we've got Richard Madden in here Gemma Chan Kamal Najani a very ripped Karal Najani <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. uh, yeah. turning up in that uh summer Hayek a bunch of other people as well so yeah you know probably seen tons and tons of stuff about this that's The Eternals that's coming November 5th 2021 next up in late. 2021 Miss Marvel which is about a 16 year old who is a huge fan of Captain Marvel and uh, he's sort of struggling to fit in but then gets superpowers herself Iman Valenti is playing Camila Khan aka Miss Marvel she's a newcomer she's going to be the lead role there's a bunch of names which I don't really recognize although you have just pointed out that uh, Matt Lynch from mm, uh, Henry, Walking Dead yeah. Henry from the Walking Dead is uh, one of the cast members in here that looks like it's going to be quite good fun again she's going to be quite pivotal moving forward in in the whole sort of film universe. Late 2021, we have Hawkeye arriving, which is Jeremy Renner back as Hawkeye, who teams up with another well-known archer from Marvel Comics, Kate Bishop, which they have confirmed is played by Hayley Steinfeld. They've also got Aquila Fox, who is playing Maya Lopez, who is known as Echo in the comic books. That's one of the other new things that they announced during this as well. That will be the Hawkeye series. That's filming at the moment because there've been shots of that. Then December 17th, 2021 Spider-Man 3 which they kind of skipped over in the presentation but there was some other stuff that came out about that this week mm. as well some rumored <laughs> things it seems to be heavily embracing the idea of multiverses and a spider-verse it sort of seems to be a live action version of the spider-verse thing we've got um, Tom Holland back obviously we've got Benedict Cumberbatch in there as Doctor Strange and given that his movie which comes is the next big film to come after it it's called the multiverse of madness the fact that this is involving a multiverse Best by the sounds of it sort of makes sense we've also got the other cast from the Tom Holland films so Zeander back as MJ uh, Jacob Batland back as Ned Marissa Tomei back as Aunt May possibly J.K. Simmons who actually popped up as J. Jonah Jameson in the post credit scene of Spider-Man Far From Home few rumoured things that popped up as well though been rumoured that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man from the previous movie iterations are both supposed to be popping up along with Kirsten Dunst's version of MJ and Malcolm Relina's Doc Octopus from Maguire's films and Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, and Electro played by Jamie Foxx also rumoured to pop up there from Garfield's movie versions and the one that popped up this week Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil is supposed to be popping up hopefully as Daredevil but also as Pete's lawyer that's been mm. the latest rumour to pop up which would be the first time we've seen him since the TV show got cancelled and would be an obvious person to dump in I mean you know if yeah. you Want to connect those yeah. universes? He makes the obvious person to bump in. This sounds like it's going to be epic. This film,
1: yeah. There's a few things I think are going well for it, and a few ideas I don't particularly like. I do like the idea a lot of both Doc Ock coming back, the same version from Spider-Man Two, and Charlie Cox is dead. They're all coming back. I think is is really good. If they can get is it Vincent D'Onofrio, if they could maybe get him back. Yes, as, as Kingpin, King because he's great be really as Kingpin. I would be quite interested in a scene or maybe a film or a TV show or something you could then potentially in the future have Tom Holland's Spider-Man teaming up with Daredevil and then them fighting Kingpin and Doc Ock. That would be quite good. The one thing I don't really like that they're doing here, I would rather, instead of having three Spider-Men on screen or three Peter Parkers, because they're all essentially the same version of the same character. I know they're a bit different because they're different actors than that. Because the only difference between the three of them is Toby's Spider-Man had organic webs and Andrew and toms have got web shooters that's yeah. pretty much you know, apart from their age obviously that's the only difference between the three of them what i would prefer is if you do get uh, emma stone's gwen stacy back maybe turn her into spider gwen and then cast a miles morales yeah. live action and then have them three team up instead of three spider-men I, I just think that would be a lot better
0: no i'm kind of with you in that i i mean and we don't know if they are going to show up which isn't being confirmed but if they are going to show up they may just be in cameos i mean we we don't mm-hmm. know how how involved
1: they would be. It would be a bit surprising to me if you, let's say you do get Andrew and Toby back and you don't have some sort of scene of like the three of them on well, a rooftop together. Yeah, I, I would expect
0: there would be at some point. Yeah, but um, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. But there are lots of rumours swirling around that. And whether those people are in it or not, it does seem mm-hmm. that there are so many rumours flying around that that is some sort of Spider-Verse, Multiverse thing. And the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch is in there and it leads directly into the next film, which is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of madness which is coming march 25th 2022 so that's the next big marvel thing after mm-hmm. spider-man 3
1: so i have all these castings here we it's electro and doc ock that are confirmed isn't it and then all the I, others are
0: I'm not even entirely sure whether they've officially confirmed those okay. but the, the, I mean they've all come from fairly reliable sources but who knows we'll, we'll have to wait and see <laughs> what actually pops up in that but it, it is starting to sound like a very interesting film that one the next one Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness which is the next big movie March 25th 2022 currently in production Benedict Cumberbatch obviously back Elizabeth Olsen back Benedict 1 Rachel McAdams Chia Chaladia for Kochi Gomez is joining them portraying America Chavez who is a character called Miss America in the comic books who has become a bit of a fan favourite she's newer-ish I think around 2000 she landed in the comic books directed by Sam Raimi who of course did the original Spider-Man films it is connected to the events of WandaVision and they've said it's connected to the Spider-Man film as well so clearly that Spider-Man movie is going to have the multiverse in it that sounds like it's going to be an incredibly interesting film and um, that I think is going to start blowing things open for them to be able to do other stuff like potentially introducing things along the lines of mutants possibly mm. I suspect that yeah. may be the doorway into that later on not that they mentioned anything about mutants yet but or X-Men but I, I think moving forward that may be where they're possibly it gives mm-hmm. them a, a, a way so, in
1: see so you, when you've properly set up a multiverse and you've got rights to things that are in under your own roof it allows you to do some of this stuff because like you said with what they're doing with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and WandaVision all this multiverse stuff and everything it's going to open up so many doors and especially now that they've got the Disney Plus TV stuff connected to the films and that's all going to tie together there's loads and loads of possibilities
0: yeah I'm so looking for I'm very much up for this I mean it's interesting because there's with with some of the new stuff that they've announced certainly for the next year like Eternals and Legend and Shang-Chi there's been less excitement about that than there is about Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. I I think, Mm -hmm. you know, the the next set of big Marvel movies for next year, I think there's less excitement about those than there is for the stuff that comes after it. Mm -hmm. Nestled in between Doctor Strange and the next big Marvel film, Guardians of the (laughs) Galaxy Holiday Special (laughs) coming Christmas 2022, written and directed by James Gunn. It's going to be shot during the filming of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and it is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy celebrating Christmas I guess I I think if you can pull this off with anybody it's James Gunn and that cast yeah why not I think that sounds like it's going to be great fun that's going to be on Disney Plus on a 2022 Christmas next film after that Thor Love and Thunder which of course we know about Takita Wahiti back doing Thor once again and uh, Natalie Portman is returning as well Tessa Thompson returning again Christian Mm -hmm. Bale they announced joining as Gore the God Butcher in this so Mm. uh,
1: yeah the thing I'm most looking forward to here is seeing Natalie Portman playing a female version of Thor. Basically. Yes,
0: it sounds like that's what she's going to be doing. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. May 6, 2022, for that. That will be followed by Black Panther 2 on July 8th, 2022. Again, comes from Ryan Kugler. He's working on the script right now. They are not recasting T'Challa, the current Black Panther, obviously, after the surpassing of Chadwick Boseman, which I think is exactly the right thing to do. They have said they will not recast that character. It will explore the incomparable world of Wakanda and all the rich and varied characters introduced in the first film. Interesting to note they didn't make any reference to who might take over the mantle of Black Panther although they're not recasting the character, presumably somebody will take over as Black Panther mm. uh, as in a new character will Now in the comic books that Suri played like to Wright, although she got herself in some hot water this week and maybe that's why they decided that they weren't going to announce anything specific or maybe it's just the fact that they're still rewriting it but she got in some trouble on uh, Twitter this week. I'd be interested to see whether they do follow the comic book and she takes over or I mean you've got characters like Lupita Nyong'o's Nakia or Danai Gurira's Okia are also other people who I think could quite easily take over the mantle if you want to put a female in the leader's Black Panther. would make sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Any of yeah, those. I think I'd either go with uh, Okoye or um, Shuri. For the, mm. for the lead. so But yeah, I think that, that it's quite a good idea to not recast Chadwick because yeah. be there'd be too many things. People would be comparing like, oh, who's better and, you know, that.
0: Yeah, I think that sounds like it's going to be good. Then um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the last thing that we have a date for that's coming in 2023. And uh, we know nothing about that other than that it's going to have the Guardians in it and James Gunn. That's all we really know about mm. that. Is, is directed uh,
1: Thor in that?
0: Well, the Thor movie comes before that. So presumably... Okay. I mean I do wonder whether the Guardians are going to show up in Thor mm. possibly first but vice
1: versa would sort of work whether it's one or the other yeah. yeah
0: so presumably they. I mean even if they just show him to drop him off show up to drop him off somewhere I mean
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, they were sort of of hanging out at the end of Endgame weren't they yeah so so
0: so we'll we'll have to see what happens with that stuff we don't have dates for I Am Groot which is a little series of shorts following Baby Groot of course Mm. why not
1: (laughs) (laughs) sounds a little little bit of the sort of same spirit as um, the Forky shorts yeah as well very
0: much so Uh, and the Baymax thing as well I mean Mm -hmm. it's very much that take a popular character and make a series of shorts out of it. so uh, I Am Groot that (laughs) is coming at some point she hulk they confirm the casting which I am so happy about because there would have been riots if they hadn't Uh, Tatiana Maslany is playing She-Hulk Jennifer Walters interestingly they have described it as a comedy Mm. which I guess it sort of is because uh, she is a person that ends up becoming a female version of Hulk but uh, Jennifer Walters retains her intelligence very much like the later version of Hulk that we've seen and uh, specialises she's a lawyer that specialises in superhuman orientated legal cases it's going to have a host of new characters in the series but Mark Ruffalo back as Hulk they also announced Tim Roth returning as Abomination who was from the second Hulk movie the one one of them yeah yeah he was in one of the Hulk movies so uh, he's returning as Abomination as well they've said so yeah I've, I'm so up for that because Tatiana Miscellany is amazing I mm-hmm. think that's yeah, perfect that's for got her.
1: tons of good things going for it
0: Moon Knight as well which we knew was coming that is uh, about this uh, central character who suffers from disassociative identity disorder multiple identities who live outside him are distinct characters who appear against a backdrop of egyptian iconography we had had rumors that oscar isaac is in negotiations for the lead role of this but there was no casting confirmation here so whether that means that they haven't managed to sign him yet or whether that just wasn't true we don't know but there was no
1: mm-hmm. casting confirmation for moon knight on this or well, they're still negotiating or yeah something like that. so we don't know
0: yeah. interesting new series secret invasion which they've kind of been building to in the films so it's interesting Mm. to see them bring this in as a series but this is going to be samuel l jackson as nick fury and ben mendelson as the scroll talos characters that we first met in captain marvel it was a huge comic book event series again this is something where you can monkey around with some of the characters because the whole idea of secret invasion was some of the scrolls took over some of the main superhero roles i think it was spider woman was one of the main ones that they actually used in the comic books who we've not seen anywhere but you know how they change things around it could be that you know hawkeye was a scroll all along we don't know what they're going to do with it but i think that gives them an opportunity again to be able to monkey around with things a little bit but yeah i'm i'm up for this i think this is a really interesting way of doing it and of course i mean samuel l jackson back as nick fury series with nick fury is absolutely all right by me as far as yeah. you're concerned uh, yeah. and I really like that Captain Marvel film and I think it was it was interesting Ben Mendelsohn was great at the scroll, so uh, yeah more of that definitely Ironheart was another new series they announced which is Dominic Thorne as Rhea Williams who is a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armour since Iron Man not a character I know but is a comic book character as well but yeah this is an interesting way of kind of moving the Iron Man thing on a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, creating a new sort of different version of Iron Man I guess
1: yeah I was wondering if they would do this series actually because obviously Iron Man a huge character for the MCU Robert Downey Jr all of that and I'd heard about an Ironheart comic maybe two or three years ago since then I've sort of wondered like okay if they ever do move Iron Man on or move past him or whatever they'd introduce this character so that was that was probably the biggest surprise for me here is uh, seeing this get announced because there there was no sort of like rumor chat about this or speculation or anything It's just sort of popped up so yeah I'm I'm pretty happy about this because we will eventually have to get back to some sort of Iron Man and doing Ironheart is uh, I think a good way forward.
0: Yeah definitely I think and whilst they're seeding you know these characters in the TV shows they are going to be crossing over Mm -hmm. uh, into film things as well as uh, you'll see coming up. The last TV show that they announced was Armor Wars which looks at the aftermath of the uh, death of Tony Stark because it's Don Cheadle as James Rhodes aka War Machine who must face what happens when Tony Stark's tech falls into the wrong hands. Again this is another comic book storyline but i I think this fits in so well gives war machine his own series mini series which is great sort of makes sense that there would be some sort of fight over what happens with stark's armor and what happens if it falls into the wrong hands after tony's not around to protect it Mm -hmm. yeah i i think this sounds like that sounds like it could be a great series as
1: well yeah they actually do a little bit of this story in uh, the iron man vr game which i'm not the only person that played that Yeah, (laughs) Uh, very very underrated brilliant game didn't have war machine it was it was the same parts of that story but with uh, Ghost dealing with you playing as Tony Stark some of like his tech had fallen into the wrong hands that kind of thing so uh, that that Ah, was quite a little story in that game
0: yeah that's one to look forward to as well no dates on those the other things left are films Uh, Blade which we knew was coming already Mashallah Ali in the title role as Blade who I think is a fabulous choice for that uh, because he's great in everything absolutely Captain Marvel 2 coming November oh there is a date on this actually I, I missed that November 11th 2022 that one is so where does that fit in in uh, yeah so that comes after black panther 2 brie larson back is carol danvers it's also going to have miss marvel so they are taking the character there and moving across into the film version Tony paris is playing a grown-up monica rabot who was introduced as a child character in captain marvel because remember that was set back in the 80s and uh, he's also going to pop up in the one division series as the adult version so again it's another character that he's going to be bouncing backwards before between the TV and the film versions.
1: Mm-hmm. I really like that idea. Mm. I think that's
0: brilliant. So, yeah, we're going to get Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel both in the same thing. Then we've got Ant Man and the Wasp, which has now got a name Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Peyton Reed back again from Ant Man behind the camera. Uh, Paul Rudd, Evangelina Lilly, Michael Douglas back as Hank, then Michelle Pfeiffer back as Janet. Catherine Newton joins the cast as Cassie Lang, while Jonathan Majors is joining the cast as. Kang the Conqueror. Those are the new casting announcements for that. But uh, I mean, I love the Ant Man films; they're always good fun. Yeah, definitely. And the last one that they announced, which is is one of the first things they're doing since they got the rights back from Fox, Fantastic mm. Four. They are trying Fantastic Four finally in the right place, mixed in with the MCU. But I did <laughs> wonder whether they would start off with this because I mean, they are essentially the first family of Marvel, one of the most iconic families in the comic books. I think this is a really interesting thing to do actually have Fantastic Four brought in it's going to be interesting to see whether they do this as an origin thing or whether they're already there
1: I think you should do a bit of a sort of Spider-Man homecoming treatment where you do a little bit of origin stuff maybe but you don't like dive fully yeah, into it maybe because we've, we've had two different modern at least modern versions yeah already one of which had Captain America in it so.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, he was great in that as well I like those versions and I think that was a really decent faithful comic book version so I'm really interested to see what they do in this John Watts is directing it other than that we don't really know anything more about it but yeah um, the thing is with Reed Richards I think he's he's a really interesting character to introduce as a potential kind of scientist brainiac person that that he's slightly arrogant and can kind of take over that Tony Stark role should they Hmm. do more Avengers movies because I mean one thing they haven't mentioned in any of this is a new Avengers film you know probably a little
1: while before that happens again Yeah, presumably
0: we'll get them all back together at some point i mean it won't be the same avengers obviously it'll be different ones but presumably they'll come back as new avengers or something but yeah um,
1: that's, that's what they did in the book didn't they
0: yeah i mean there's been so many different there's like new avengers secret avengers other right. avengers i mean there's all sorts of things so uh, mm-hmm. yeah presumably they'll come back at some point together but yeah so that is basically everything which takes us pretty much up to 2023 so mm. <laughs> crazy crazy amount of stuff that there is in there. It was one of those things that they announced them all. I was like, okay, I need to lie down now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was going to put one post up with everything in, ended up splitting it on three posts on the website. If you want to see trailers for some of this stuff, it is all up on the website. If you go to geektown.co.uk there are three posts which uh, have got trailers for some of the Marvel things that are upcoming. Some of the Star Wars stuff has trailers as well. A lot of the other things don't, but you know they'll they'll pop up over time. Go and check out the posts on the website. You can get a bit more. Background about those as well. So, uh, that hopefully will keep you busy for the next few weeks, whilst we also give you some highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> highlights for the next few weeks on TV the Expanse that is starting on the uh, 16th of December that is the fifth season of the Expanse which I'm very much looking forward to very 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 mm, good show in two days time yes two days time. so uh, yeah. yes because recording this on Monday so two days time for that very very much looking forward to that Grand Tour a massive hunt careful how I say that that is uh, 18th of December that's rising on there that is the uh, the next special to come along for that they have the, uh, the Grand Tour, so that's them out and about messing around. Moonbase Eight, which is a new comedy series, John C. Riley, Fred Armisen, and Tim Heidecker—they are playing three subpar astronauts living on the Moonbase simulator with high hopes of being choosing to travel to the Moon. Looks very, very funny. Twenty-first of December at nine PM on that on Sky Comedy. Bridgerton, which is the new Shondaland series, but it's coming to Netflix on Christmas Day. That will be arriving there. This is a period drama, which is a slightly off. Wall for Sunderland. They were talking about this on Graham Norton this week. Don't sit down and watch this with your parents on Christmas Day. It's going to be very awkward. There are scenes that are not appropriate for watching with family members. Uh, so just, you've been pre warned, although it is a period drama, if grandma sits down and thinks, oh, this would be lovely to watch with the family, no, don't do that. Um, but uh, yeah, 25th of December, Bridgerton, that's called, that mm. lands on Netflix on Christmas Day. So you can go watch that. I think that's dropping as a box set. So you can. Watch Watch it all together. Uh Black Narcissus, which is a limited series. It's uh, based on a novel of the same name. BBC One on the 27th of December at 9 p.m. for that. Vikings, the second half of the sixth and final season lands on Amazon Prime on the 30th of December for that. So you can go. I've got I'm way, way behind on that show. It's great, but I'm way behind on it, so you can go watch that. I haven't started it. So. Yeah, it is worth watching. It is very, very good. But uh yeah, go and watch that. Chilling Adventures of Serena, the fourth and final season of that. 31st of December, you can go and find that on Netflix. Pretty Little Liars season 1 to 7, 1st of January, you can start binging your way through that if you've never watched Pretty Little Liars and that's coming to the BBC iPlayer that is on the 1st of January Also on the 1st of January Doctor Who, the special that is landing on the 1st of January at 6.45 on BBC1 so you can go and watch that over there Then over on Sky 1 on the 3rd of January we have two things starting, Magnum PI and NCIS. L.A. Both of those start 3rd of January at 9 and 10 p.m. So they always run together, but uh, they will start their new series on the 3rd of January. Also on the 3rd of January, the Stand limited series arrives on Starz Play. That's the limited series version of the uh, Stephen King novel that's been running on CBS All Access in the U.S. It's that version. They've picked it up and that will be running on Starz Play over here. And Staged, season two of that now has an air date, 4th of January at 9 45 p.m that is coming to BBC one this was hilarious the first season of this I'm very Brilliant. much looking forward yeah. to the second season of that David Tennant from Martin Sheen in lockdown trying to rehearse plays and chatting just on video chat back and <laughs> forward to each other it is really 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 funny and that's 4th of January 9 45 p.m on BBC one that lands there is of course a lots of one-off things coming at Christmas as well if you go to geektown.com forward slash Christmas you can see a list of all the one-off things coming there you can also find all the UK air dates on there as well that will be it until the 4th of January for the uh, podcast there is an interview podcast going out later on this week one of the behind-the-scenes podcasts but in terms of the regular show we will be back on the 4th of January Matt
1: where can they find you if they want to find more of your stuff If you want to find uh, all of my podcasts on TV video games films and Manchester United stuff uh, entertainment is where you can find all all that I will also, uh, still be streaming on uh, Twitch I'm going to try and do that a little bit more regularly this week just some different games Last of Us 2 Pairs Crash Bandicoot 4 and some other stuff as well when I do eventually get Cyberpunk I want to try and stream a bit of that so mm-hmm. uh, if you search for etoolqk on Twitch uh, you should be able to find me over there and uh, feel free to join type in the chat and all that sort of stuff as well
0: yeah so go and find Matt over there Bex of course as I said very busy at the moment but he's still streaming daily and on various evenings you can go and find Bex over on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes, that's Trista B-Y-T-E-S. You can go and find her over on there. Uh, Go and watch her. She's very, very funny to watch. She's got some very strange things going on on the Trit channel right now, Mm. Uh, but uh, they're always highly entertaining. For us, of course, the Geek Town Awards, as I said at the start, are still running right up until the very end of the year. So go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards, enter the competition there. There is a huge geeky prize. You'll be entered into the prize draw for that if you uh, submit your vote. You can also go to geektown.co.uk for daily news stories and, all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments? Email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post. Find us at geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, and on Instagram at geektownuk. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a very happy new year. We'll see you on the 5th of January, actually. It'll be so we will be back then. Bye-bye. Bye bye.